Thank you, everyone, for joining me on the Kyoto Podcast today. I'm your wonderful, multi-talented host, D. And today, I have my friend on, Teneri. And it's going to be really great. She's my longtime friend from school. And we have a really interesting conversation for you guys today. We're going to be talking to you guys about what I, what I personally call the high-value cult hive mind. <laughs> And we're going to dive into what I think this is. And we're going to like really just kind of break this all down. We'll go further in the podcast. But before I do, um, I'm going to let my friend Tanari just introduce herself. Hi, everyone. I'm Tanari. My pronouns are she, her. I am from the Bronx. I'm trying to think of things that I want to use to introduce myself. I, me and Peter just talked about it, but I still am trying to get my wits together. So I apologize <laughs> for that. From the Bronx, Black, Dominican, Cuban, Haitian. Um, shout out to the gang on that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, I work currently in academic coaching. Um, that's pretty much been my whole life, just really into academics, the equality and equity in academics, how to just kind of coach people to use the skills that they have, um, maximize those skills and the skills that they want to, how do they acquire that? My degree is in social work. So I very much lead with that. I would say really in my personal life as well. And yeah, that's just me, just a little old Tanari, nothing, nothing too big. No, you're amazing. Okay? No, it's perfect. No, it's mm -hmm. the, uh, no, and I, I just, I'm just so glad you're here today because the thing is I've always just really respected like how nuanced you are with like your thought in, in terms of how like you approach life and how you see things. And so I think that to have you on like the podcast, today would be really good because I think it would be. I think you provide some balance to the way I think about this specific topic. And yeah, so let's just dive right into it. All right. So I said like high value cult hive mind, but like, I'll, let me like, just like break this down. So recently I have been seeing like a lot of YouTube videos recommended to me that kind of talk about dating advice, right? And a lot of this dating advice is specifically geared towards like black women in terms of how to navigate like relationships and like partnerships in life and stuff. And there's been like a figure that has risen like pretty prominently um, and that's been recommended to me a lot recently. And his name is Kevin Samuels and I've grown to hate him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate the message that he's been like presenting. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, yeah, I kind of just want to get into like the messages that not only he, but there are a lot of people that are, have been like spreading similar messages regarding like how to approach dating and how to value themselves in relation to dating. I just want to really unpack that. And so just to get like a brief like overview of like the type of things that he talks about. To give a brief overview, I would pretty much say that his platform is really geared towards talking to specifically like black women. And he classifies himself as like an image consultant. And, you know, he dresses really nice. He presents really well. And he gears himself towards like giving advice about that. And like, you know, also like, like a man as well, like how he views masculinity as well. And so he gives a lot of like dating by skiers towards black women. I guess in my opinion, like I just don't really agree with how the message that he's really sending out and like the platform that he's really on. And so that's going to be like the crux of this whole conversation of today. 
So I guess to start out, I guess I just want to ask you, like, you know, if you have familiar, if you, T, have, like, familiarity with, like, Kevin Samuels and his platform and, like, what's your understanding of, like, his platform and what it does? Mm-hmm. So I have, like, I, I, I've watched one of full video of his, the one that went kind of viral with a thinner, I'm assuming, Black woman that she was talking about, and she works in, like, corporations and has a really high position and they were talking about kind of money and how does that play in relationships and wanting to marry so I've seen that video mm-hmm. and then in anticipation of us speaking I watched another video for about like three minutes which is all I could really consume at that time <laughs> I wanted to to be honest I think I can I think I can also just take from what I know in my experience with men who are like that or just people giving advice and also like what I know from just viral social media stuff before I really was off social media so to me, I really just see his platform as like a, I envision it as like a, you know, when you were a little kid listening to the radio and there yeah. was always a segment where someone would like kind of dear Abby situation call in for advice. Mm-hmm. That's how I picture his platform. People are calling in saying they want advice um, and then given his context and his background and, and his range is what he's giving you advice with. And then obviously the problematic things in that, which we'll, I'm assuming we'll talk about. So that's kind of what I understand him as. Mm-hmm. From my knowledge, I don't really know his like professional background at all. Like it's nice to know he's an image consultant. I think that also brings to this conversation and some understanding for myself. And then um, I do recall there being some sort of religious aspect in the things that he says. Very like kind of mindset, that mindset and what that means in that context. And other than that, I don't really know much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I've been exposed to his videos before and in preparation, I watched his videos this early this afternoon and I can only stomach so much, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but, um, my understanding of this platform is that like, he has a very specific way of how he views like relationships and like life and that, you know, he has a very specific type of audience that he's trying to reach out to and that he's very geared towards targeting black women specifically um he does have videos that are geared towards black men and and like lifestyle as well but it seems primarily his bread and butter has been like giving like dated advice to like black women so i guess it's kind of like a dear abby type of thing that like you're talking about although i i guess i just don't agree with how the exact type of like advice he's giving out because i feel like the advice that he gives it's all the same at least the video like all the videos and everything that i that i've seen like it seems like to me like a large part of his platform gears down it gears towards just telling like black women like if you are above age 40 if you have any kids what else oh yeah if you're even like a little bit overweight like you if you can answer like yes to any of these things then you are not high value and I feel like a lot of like the content of his on this channel has really revolved around that this concept of like high value men and high and then like you know high value women or like you know low value men low value women and like that's like the basis for how he mm-hmm. approaches a lot of his like advice that he gives out to people and this is this is this is the problem that I begin to have with with him, like these like rigid classifications. Have you heard of like you know these concept of like high value and like low value? So not necessarily like those terms, but I think that's kind of like something that's always been a conversation in everything, mm. and especially heterosexual dating, especially in that area, is just always a oh 
are you good enough for this person? Oh, you want this, but are you good enough for this person? And mm. being like value being very dictated by very much like this finite level of things or this finite list and how, and also how, whose value is the highest when you're dating, right? So it's like, I might think that you're a great partner, but if my parents don't think you're a great partner, now you are officially eliminated from the roster of potentially dating me. So it's like, who values what? what you value in opinions and then what you value in the relationship and how those things do clash or you know if sometimes they perfectly mesh together and what that means and what you're willing to subject yourself to or say like okay I value this but this person Mm -hmm. has this thing so is that more valuable than not having what you're missing from that person and things like that and then also just really quickly to touch on like what I understand from his platform is also this raw honesty narrative which I think Mm -hmm. is now on the up and up like, it was like, oh, I'm just honest. I'm just real. Like, I'm, I keep it real. Like, you know, and um, and what that means. And I have a very, very strict opinion about what I think that means and how that could be extremely damaging when people mistake being real for being rude or disrespectful or unnecessarily hurtful. Because I think you could be very honest with someone, but be very considerate about what that would mean to that specific person or on a bigger, like you said, like on a bigger platform. Yeah. I think those are all really great points. So hmm, I think that the way like you think about high value and low value is like, it's very nuanced, you know, and obviously can't expect anything <laughs> less from you. But I, I, I feel like within the context of what's presented on like his platform is that it's a lot more rigid than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's viewed like more traditional, traditionally. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, like, you know, as a woman, like, your value lies in, like, your youth, your ability to, like, reproduce, and, you know, you just not being, like, a whore or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, yeah. like, according to, like, the platform and, like, the messages that, like, you know, he's, like, he puts out there. And for a man, it's, like, your value lies whether or not you are able to, you know, be masculine in, in terms of like being able to like provide for family like the money that you make you know mm-hmm. your ability to attract women and present well and just very traditional types of things and I guess like when you break it down the way that you've said it it's like the concept of like high value and low value doesn't necessarily have to be an inherently bad thing right because mm-hmm. it comes down mm-hmm. to like what you want you know mm-hmm. and what the other person wants with that with this platform I feel like because it's so rigid it kind of creates like this really dangerous mindset you know because it kind of creates this very it kind of puts like a hard line between like what is and isn't valuable right Mm -hmm. and I think that like the problem comes in when it's like you have all of these women coming in with these different backgrounds these different stories coming in and talking to him about their like experiences with dating you know and you know they think that they're you know high value women but he because of his like more rigid views doesn't see it the same way right Mm -hmm. and so I guess that like I guess like to me it's like well first like why to me it's like why do people call in to have other people assess their value in the dating marketplace you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, why do you think that that is? Mm-hmm. So I would say 
well, I, I, if I could really quickly just touch on your point, like about oh, it yes. being like harmful, I think that feeds into like the answer of that question. I also think that this person would not have a platform if there weren't people listening, right? And this person seems to have a big platform, right? So it's like, is this something that, and I don't think, I don't think it's like, oh, everyone's already doing, it's like, everybody's already jumping off the bridge. So what's the problem with me jumping off the bridge? I think it's a problem you're jumping off the bridge, but I also think there's a pro- there seems to be a problem with this bridge. So why are we not talking about the bridge problem, right? Mm. So I think it's like, I, I want to be mindful of that too. Like, yes, this man is adding to like, this just like disgusting narrative, but obviously people are listening in, right? And then I think that goes into why people call because, right? So I think just in general, like we, most people are humans of like, who need validation, right? So people call in because they want their feelings to be validated. When I'm calling, I'm assuming most of these women who are calling, they know the answer to their questions. They either want to hear the opposite, right? So if I'm a woman calling in, I want to hear that it's not me that are sending these men away or not. it's not my fault that the, like I'm not dating or I'm not finding happiness, right? Or I want to hear that it's my fault because I feel that way and I, wanna, I want that to be validated. So they're calling in and they know for the most part, they know, right? Like if I call you about something, mm-hmm. being that we've been friends for like almost 11 years, I think by now, right? Yeah. If I call you, I know more than likely what you're going to say, because I know your framework. I know the way you look at things. But I, I mean, you can always surprise me and I'm always open to that. But it's like, I think, you know, right? Like you go to certain friends because they give you certain kinds of advice, right? Like when I want to do something a little like more risky, yeah. I might call my more risky friend because they're going to be like, yes, it's no, encourage me more. But if I want someone who's a little more sensical or maybe I have a friend who's a little more open-minded in the way they think, right. I'll come to them with something that's right. a little more sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. So I think when they're calling in, they know what advice they're getting. So they're either hoping to get the opposite or be affirmed. And I think sometimes you just don't know. So you're like, I want to call third party, right? That's why people go to therapy, right? Like I need a third party, non uh, impartial third party person who knows nothing about me. I want to come in here and I want to get some advice. And I think some people are also calling it that way, but then they get the advice that they get and then they have to choose what to do with that, right? And then it's also like also dealing with the damage that this person could potentially bring. Because I know if I called him personally for myself, I would not feel good after that call. And I would be thinking about that call probably for months. And that call will come up when I start dating again and things like that, right? So I wouldn't personally even call this person because that's not someone I want their opinion anyways. But I also think sometimes you feel desperate. Like imagine being, and I don't think this is like, I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm saying that I can only imagine being 40 years old, wanting to get married, wanting to have kids, always having really bad dates, like, that that really like weighs on you that's why I don't yeah. online date because it really weighed on me and made it, it really affected my mental health mm. and I think at some point you get tired so your desperation leads to desperate actions which I would say calling this man is a desperate action oh. <laughs> um I I'm inclined to agree on like on that point I, I think that I think that was really good that you brought up that point that they know the answer to it because the thing is from my like from my perspective like I always thought they were calling in because you know they were just deeply insecure which honestly I think it can be like both you know I don't think it has to be like an either or thing I think that like to me right like I feel like you have to be very insecure 
about like your situation, which also ties into like to desperation, right? Like you have to be very insecure about like where you're at in life to kind of get this type of advice from a third party that doesn't know anything about you, does not know the nuances of like who you are, the context you, you like you you grew up in and like your current situation. And to get like advice like this from someone, to me it's 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 questionable, you know? And it's like, I wish people would take into account, like, what are the motivations of someone who is out here giving me this free advice? You know, like, like, what, like what's the motivation for that? Because it's like, you had Miss Cleo out here years ago giving people <laughs> advice. And like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she wasn't mm-hmm. even like a real psychic. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I'm, I'm just saying... I'm just saying, like, think about that. You know, obviously, he's not Miss Cleo, but you you know what I mean. But it gives Um, a vibe. But think about why people call Miss Cleo, right? Like, I think also, like, what's not maybe, like, I want to say what's here is that these are Black women who want to date Black men. Mm -hmm. So they're going to call Black men because they're like, he knows this is the source, right? This, like, supposedly attractive, well put together, has a business, has money, black men. You're the kind of guy I'm trying to date. So maybe I should ask the person who is embodying the person I want to date. So I think it's like that also plays into it. So it's like, why do people call Miss Cleo? This Caribbean person or seemingly Caribbean, because from what I heard, that's not the case. <laughs> not but whatever, <laughs> right? Like black Caribbean person, right? Like they maybe they felt like, oh, this person might understand me. And also like, why do people call psychic, psychic clients? Like those, those things make like, millions and millions of dollars why because people want to feel validated people hate sitting in the unknown if i can know my future why would i like right like it's like knowing the future and people are not okay with the unknown it makes them extremely uncomfortable they are fearful of the unknown because in the unknown so many things can happen and especially if you're a control freak it's like how do i prepare for the unknown so i think it's that too like women are calling in desperation because it's the unknown what does happen if I never get to achieve the goals of marriage and having children? Like, I can't, I, I truly cannot even put myself in that situation. I can only imagine how worrisome that is. Being as someone who is completely the opposite, I'm just like, wow, I don't even know what that feels like. Like, that must be right. really stressful. Right. Yeah, no, it's true. Because I think, like, for me in my head, it's like, I don't have like those same aspirations. Well, I would like to like definitely get married. It's like the kids thing doesn't really pop through my head. And I guess, I guess I'm also still young enough where it's like, I don't like, it's not, there's not that same thing like going through my head as someone who might be like 10 years older than me is probably thinking about. So I think that like, it's important to like be sympathetic to like people who are like in those situations. Cause who knows like that, like, like that, who I hope not, but that could be me. Let's, let's not speak into existence, but <laughs> let's not, let's not, let's not. <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? But it's, and it's like, it's like, you won't know like how you'd feel and how you'd respond to that situation unless you're actually in it. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah. So I think that's like definitely like a great point, but I guess I'm still struggling though. I guess I'm still struggling with like, I mean, you did make the point that like he is like the type of guy that these women are supposedly trying to like go after. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, you're only seeing a very curated image online, you know, of the type of person that he's trying to present, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, how can, so it's like, 
why do you trust that more than like people in your real life that you could like talk to? Because to me, like you're putting yourself out there on like a platform out there for the whole world to know like your business. And like, the thing is, the thing is just to finish my point, it's like, you're on this platform. And what I feel like he's essentially doing is he is assessing your value. Literally. I watched these, the videos this, you know, early today. And he was literally saying that like, you know, you are young, right? You're 30, you, but you have two kids. Sure. Like you're like only like 120 pounds, but like, and I would like date you, but I would never like wife you because you have kids. And to me, it's just like, why, why do you value his opinion more so than the people in like your real life? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That you like talk to. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I mean, I also don't want to assume that like, that's true. Like, I think also like we don't know like when the women hang up there's no like uh, from my knowledge there's no feed, like follow-up call right so they might be got off that call I was like this man crazy I'm True. not paying him no mind right like I, I don't know but I would say for the women maybe who took his opinion more stringently again if someone confirms something for you it's not more so you're like taking their opinion and putting in high value you're just saying like oh that's what I thought anyways so now I'm confirmed is like more of a confirmed versus that his opinion is higher. I also think mm. it's um, thinking about it in this way that like my friends are going to lie to me. Like nine times out of 10, I think we also have to be mindful. Like I would say I'm blessed. In my circle of friends, I have a lot of friends. I have my coddler friends. I have my they going to keep it real as real can get friends. Like, you know, and not unfortunately, not everyone is blessed with that diverse group of friendships and diversity within their friend personality so it's like if I have a bunch of friends or some people don't have friends I you know like when you get older like things happen it's and it's like if you had all friends that all of them are married with kids and you're not married with kids yet that creates a weird dichotomy sometimes in a friendship or it's like if they're married with kids but you just have kids that might be different right so it's like maybe they don't have people they can confide in right and then it's like the the piece you bring about like why would you go on this big platform I mean, people are going on the platform anyways. Like, people tell their whole lives on Facebook every single day. Like, they post about what they ate, where they went, who they saw, what they're thinking. So it's like, really, what's the difference? And some people are like, again, so desperate. It's like, it's worth a shot. I also think, too, it's um, just the mindset of, like, this man is portraying himself as a professional. So it's like, you don't really know. It's like a new restaurant, right? I don't really know if that restaurant is trash. But if everyone's talking about it, that is good. And, and that's what his audience is saying. His audience is hyping him up, right? So it's like, if everyone's saying it's good, I just have to go give it a try. People are willing to take the risk, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's just it. He's presenting himself as a consultant. If that's his job, right? Like, I'm a social worker. So someone might come to me like, oh, this person's a mental health professional. Does that mean I'm a good one? I mean, I think I'm a good one. But does mm-hmm. that mean I'm a good one? Not, you don't know until you try, right? And it's like, and people keep coming back because, and I do think that some of these women do see what he does and still go. And I think it's very much like uh, we see many people do that, right? Like they like multiple people who are exactly the same and then they fall in the same ditch of like just like a bad relationship. And you're always like, yeah. why is this person still doing this? Still doing this? That's self-sabotage. They already knew what was going to. And I'm not blaming them. I think that's very much like they're being impacted by a whole bigger thing that is like possibly to be named but just like this bigger structure but I also think it's self-sabotage like let me call in like kind of like a very um 
masochistic setup. Like you're going in there and you already know this person's gonna drag you to hell and you were prepared and you kind of want that. And I don't, I don't, I don't blame the women for wanting it. And again, this is all just assumption. I don't blame the women for wanting it. I can understand them, but I do think that it's harmful, like overall, and I really feel for them because they must be in a such a bad place to allow this man to tell them these things. Mm-hmm. I just you know? think, yeah, no, I just think it's so, to me, I just think it's so predatory because the thing is, is that like, I feel like black women for a long time have, have been told that we are not like valuable or desirable just because of like all the things and like the stereotypes and everything associated with our, our skin color. Like we're, we're too loud, we're too aggressive, like, you know, we're not submissive. I, I feel like I, I see so many, like, like in the videos, he's talking about like being like submissive and like, and the people in the comments are always talking about how like, you know, mm-hmm. we need to be more feminine and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And to me that like, this is like preying like off of these like insecurities that I think a lot of us have as like black women, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, I just think it's, I just think it's a crock of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? oh, of course. Like, like and, yeah. No, yeah. And and that, no, that, that was pretty much my point. So feel free. Oh, yeah. Like, I agree with you 100%. Like, I do think it's very credit. And that's what I'm saying. I do not blame these women. I think it's very much like a, I don't blame people in desperation for the things that they do because they're desperate. Like, and we're mm-hmm. human. And mm-hmm. that's really the part of us, right? Like, fight, fight, freeze. Like, mm-hmm. when you're in a state of desperation, you do the thing that works the best for you. It might not be the best decision, but that's just kind of what's the situation, right? And I do think it's predatory of him, right? And I, you see it in the, com- like, I think the comments are really like the highlight because there are people there like- I yes, took some yes, screenshots. Yes, <laughs> yes, pushing him on, all of that stuff. And then even women in there or like, you know, I think you see in the comments as well, other women being like, yes, he's right. And also really pushing that narrative as well. Like, yeah, he's right. Cause you know, look at me with my husband and yada, yada, because I did the things that he said. And again, this is all just so nuanced. And I think it's really like what I really want or something that I think about is like, I don't care about this man. Like, I don't want to promote this man. I don't want to give this man no credit because he deserves none. What I want to do is promote these women like, what can mm. we be doing to help yes. these women who yeah. are feeling this way about themselves? Right. How do we create maybe an app that's very much focused on like women who are in certain positions and want to date, like, and people who are serious about it? How do we get them in there and they're serious and want to date these women? And oh, and how do we just promote your own self worth and things like that? Because I think like giving this man credit or even like, oh, should we block his profile? Blah blah. blah. Like, there's gonna be another. Kevin Samuels every single year of her life on this earth Mm. after me and you are well and gone they will be there because like you said historically black especially black women have been just dig through the dirt and that's going to keep happening but as we see now black women are striking back like I'm not here for it whatever and really trying to create our own community about that stuff and like really put ourselves above everything and how really telling the world like how they're really the trail, like we're really the trailblazers. Like, yeah, I've been doing the things that we're doing, but because yes. we look different, people are saying it's great, right? So I think it's like, how do we focus on our own thing and what we're doing? And yes, we still have to dismantle like the patriarchy and all of that stuff. I'm here for that. 
But I also think sometimes it's like, and focusing on this bigger problem, we're very much forgetting the things that we need. It's kind of like, oh, I want to be this great person. But what are the little things you're doing to make sure you're great? Like, and making sure you're a good, you, what you consider as a good person and all of those things. And I just want to, I want to reach out to these women and be like, please don't listen to this man. If you feel, if you agree with him, let's talk about that because there's something going on here, right? Like, I think that I, I do want to acknowledge that, like, if women are going on there and they're agreeing with him, there's something going on. So at least he's bringing that part up. I'm not trying to give this man zero credit, but right. I'm just saying, if anything, at least he is bringing up something that is to be talked about and like showing that it's like, let's not pretend that we don't live a, in a world in which like men think like this, but it's like, why are you trying to date these men? And I, and that's the thing too. It's like, I really wish people would take time to say like, okay, I, I feel like it's just like, obviously like generally I'm going to be hurt by whatever anyone says. Like, even if I don't really like you, if you call me ugly, like I'm going to, my feelings are going to be hurt. I'm a human being. But then I also have to look back and be like, who are you? And why does that mean something to me? And why am I agreeing with you? And what, and what, what about me? Can I like really like explore in that? Because at the end of the day, like we're going to just be, we're going to be walking in life and dating Kevin Samuels like we don't have a choice to avoid that completely yeah but how do we avoid letting Kevin Samuels value us because we need to be putting our own value up there and exploring what that is all the time oh yes does that make sense a hundred percent a hundred percent like the yeah a hundred percent because I feel like no matter what right as long as these these stereotypes and all of these things like exist right they're always going to be who profit off of that right and like prey on the insecurities that it generates and who are just going to feed into because always going to be another person like that you know and I think your emphasis on like just uplifting like black women to kind of find with their value within themselves I think is, is so important because like I feel like there's like there's a larger industry I think well an up-and-coming one at least online I feel like of like shaming black women like I've seen like other um black women content creators that have touched upon this topic really really well um and so you guys know um they're julesy and t noir so find them on youtube and subscribe they're just they're so they're so smart and they've done they've both done videos tied to this um as well as tiana as well so just search up the, like those like people and like you know they're really insightful but at any rate like they're there's like a, a rising industry of like shaming like black women. And I feel like that's always going to be there, like you said, right? It's always gonna be a thing. And so I think that like now, like there should be more emphasis on like creating spaces for us to just kind of uplift ourselves. Um, I do know that there is a like Instagram account called like Happy Black Woman that um, I used to follow. And I think like that was more geared towards like making like women like, you know, like feel happy and positive. And, I really hope that like we can start like you know putting like more emphasis on like us and like how like amazing we are like down the line mm -hmm. so, so then we wouldn't have to like seek out these people like for advice because the thing is this isn't exclusive to Kevin Samuels like there are other platforms similar you know like, I've seen like white men doing it for like you know for their people <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the same type of concept you yeah. know and I think I think it's also a reaction, like this type of platforms that we're seeing, I think it's a reaction to the changing dynamics between men and women. And I think that's kind of where I want to segue into next. But mm -hmm. before I do that, I just want to like read some comments. So I, I took some screenshots of like the, the, the comments on like his videos. And I just mm -hmm. want to like 
read read some that I found like interesting. Can I say something really quickly? Oh yes. Do you mind? I think also just like really I'm like a realistic optimist. Like I'm always I really have a lot of faith in the power of people and humans and like the good that we could do. Mm-hmm. But I'm realistic also that at the end of the day there are always going to be women like the women who call Kevin and there's always going to be Kevin and I think like we do need to do more things and there's just going to be women like that because there's communities that we're not touching right so it's like there's always going to be like this like community of women who shit on each other for lack of a better word like there's always going to be men who shit on black women or think that they're unvalued we see it all the time right like yeah emphasizing like being also latina like i Mm. see that all the all the time like the this like oh like the latina is this this beautiful entity of like exoticness and blah 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 over black women which i hate and obviously it's very conflicting being like my identity right and i think it's just always gonna be there i feel like it's always gonna be there but what i want is having the options there was a time in which there were no options like there it's not as information is not as free and connecting with other people like networking like networking is really big now before it was like and I think people still struggle with talking to others like raising my hand right but I think networking is a big thing now right so it's like information is very freely passed and that's what I want to focus on like now that information is freely passed and all of these platforms how do we get into these platforms so that it's diverse because there's always going to be the Kevin's but I want to make sure that there's more things like you said like the happy black girl page but also like, what are we doing together? What am I doing with my sisters, like my friends, all of that? Like, how am I going into each day making sure like I don't allow the thoughts that Kevin Samuels wants to put in my head to penetrate me and also hurt other people? And I think that that's a point too. Like, and how do we create systems that really dull the voice of Kevin Samuels as his big voice? I don't think we're going to completely shut him down, right? Like we believe in like, this like everyone has an opinion so they could talk yeah but it's like how do we inform people kind of like when you get medication it's like you could take this medication but the side effects are blah, 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 and, yeah. we know the right? <laughs> and death like, and death right and <laughs> i want people to know the side effects and i feel like that's the thing that i'm worried about like when especially younger people go on these platforms all right if you're gonna do it do it but know the side effects and also so you can be informed i think that allows you to be impartial when you walk into something like okay like I can watch his stuff and I can see where he's coming from with certain things I don't think he's right at all I want to emphasize that one more time (laughs) right he is not right but I also see where he's coming from and like I'm being very mindful of where he's coming from his background this man said in the one video I saw he said that he heard oh you know sex being good at sex is really important so he started looking up how to be good at sex when he was 10 that's sad yeah. And it's not that we don't need sex education. I think we need sex education our whole lives. However, for you to be worried about being good at sex at 10, something's going on there, right? Mm-hmm. And where's this man's background? Like, mm-hmm. was he always surrounded about with men who are always pushing him to be super masculine? Obviously, if people are pushing me to su- be super masculine, I'm going to hold some sort of grudge. And I'm going to expect women to be super feminine because while I have to be masculine, you're not doing your job as a woman. I have to do my job as a man and I'm gonna be all bitter and I'm gonna bring that in and blah, 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 right? So it's like, when we ask people for advice, when we listen to content, we also have to be mindful of context. Who is telling me this information and why? What is their goal in the information they're giving me? Does that mean I can't get something out of it? No, 
but does it mean I should take it like the word of God or whoever you believe in? No, even me talking right now, like y'all hear me, y'all hear me, like, Mm -hmm. where's my background? Where am I coming from? Why am I saying these things? What have I been through? And you might not have all that information, but just walk into every situation being like, I could get something out of this, but also why am I listening to this? What am I getting out of this? And why, and what am I doing with that? And does what, and what am I, and what I'm doing with that? Does that reflect who I want to be as a person? Let's all bring it all back to me and what I want to bring into the world and what I want to take out of it. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think that it's so great that like you, you express it that way. Cause me, I came in, (laughs) I came in already with my hands up, like, (laughs) because, you know, I think when it comes to certain topics, like I already feel, I already know how I feel, you know, and I feel very secure with how I feel. So me, like I, I try to come in as like, like an outsider, like trying to just like observe, you know, but then, but at the same time, I'm not going to lie. I was also kind of already like making a lot of assumptions about what value would this really provide me. But I think that like your point about like being more mindful, like of like the context and everything that like surrounds it and around like your situation, Mm -hmm. I think that that's, I think that's a more, it's a better way to think about it than like me. Cause I, I already came in like, you know, with my own ideas of how I wanted mm-hmm. to receive the information. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think like, don't be too hard on yourself. I'm also saying this in a, con- a secondary conversation. Obviously when I was watching it, I was mad too, especially that um, video with that first woman that I was talking about that I watched the whole thing. I was mad that whole time and disgusted that whole time, right? But I feel like time has passed. So I'm coming in a different way. But, and I'm speaking about it like in a, in a third person. So now I'm not, you know, and I also think it's the context. Like I want to acknowledge, right? Like, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like being a darker skinned woman, like you definitely face way more discrimination, way more oppression, way more like just disgusting comments and like devaluing that maybe I have. And, Mm -hmm. and so that you're gonna, I think I try not to police people's anger and how they come into a situation because it's like of course I could come in here a little more partial maybe I've never experienced that so if I've never experienced that I'm gonna come in like oh I'm not really too affected because I'm not putting myself in that situation but in your experience like you might have felt like this like I could see I see Kevin but I see all the people who've done this to me before and that's why I'm more mad about it and I feel more personally connected and I don't feel like you should shame yourself for that and I think again that leaves you an opportunity to explore I think for me, like, I think I felt like, oh, he's talking about, like, professional, like, women who, like, prioritize their career. I feel like that's kind of where I felt like, oh, okay, like, you know, talking about, like, people like, like me, you know, and I think that's kind of, like, where, like, I was coming from less so the the colorism thing, because I, at least not overtly, have ever really experienced any, like, colorism, like, directed towards me, at least not, like, interpersonally. Yeah. But I think that's kind of like where like I, I was like, you know, because he talks a lot about like how your career doesn't make you worth anything, at least not in like the, the dating market as, as a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I was just like, okay, yeah. this is dumb. But um mm-hmm. just to move on to um what I wanted to get to. So yeah, I'm just gonna I wanna like start getting into like, you know, like the audience. And so I wanna like, you know, read some of like some comments that mm-hmm. I took some screenshots. All right. So, so I found, and these are like the, these are like the highest rated comments on some of his like more recent like videos. 
So let me just read like, this comment. So here someone says, women want traditional men while being modern. But if men say we want traditional women, we get called misogynist. So I thought that was, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. This one had like 2.6 like likes on it. Like, like mm-hmm. what, what do you think about, about this? I mean, for me, that always is like, again, I'm a woman, I'm coming from like, the mindset of a woman, I'm never going to be, I don't even want to be, no offense, inside the mind of a, like, a cis man or anyone who has the mentality of a man, right? Like, in that way. But I, I think for me, it's very, like, I don't, I don't necessarily, like, agree with that because I think, I get it in a context. I do think that there is very much, like, a, like, a, oh, women will say, I want this kind of guy, but then when the guy, or, like, oh, like, I want a man who's going to provide all of this stuff, but I don't want to do those things. Like, I want to have a career and blah, blah, blah. Like, I want a man in a traditional role, but I don't want to be traditional, right? And I do think, like, that happens on both sides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's wrong on both sides, not because it's, oh, if you're traditional, this person should be traditional. What's wrong about this is because you're having expectations for someone and, like, you want the same thing for them. And that's not okay. I think it's like, what do you want in the person you're coming in with and what are you bringing? Is that person okay with what you're bringing? And what you want, then you match versus having such you y'all, y'all setting yourselves up with this rigid ideal. But I also think that it's very often that a woman will be like, this man doesn't check all the boxes, but I'm going to date him rather than a woman or a man being like, oh, this woman doesn't check all the boxes, but I'm going to date her. I think that happens way, way significantly. I can't even find a word <laughs> synonym for a word like that significantly less in that realm I do not think that happens with women as much as it does men because we are very much pushed to just accept what we're gonna get because you're not gonna you better eat this gruel because you're not gonna eat nothing if you don't whatever and it's not like that for men it's like the world is your oyster from birth in every aspect in career in love in money like the world is your oyster they also do face their own things with that right I I do want to acknowledge that right when the world is your oyster that's a lot of pressure right so now men are expected to be this way and they can't cry and all of that stuff and they have their own problems but we're not talking about that we're talking about this thing in relationships right and I just think that the women are very much at a disadvantage when it comes to that so I feel like that comment is so it just shows how stringent minded the people who are commenting are and how they're not exploring their own oppression like these people are oppressed, like, and it's sad. Like you're doing this to yourself, like, but yeah. The thing is though, I feel like things are changing, right? You said the, like men say that the, like, you know, the world is like their oyster and all of that stuff. And women, we have to kind of accept what like we want, especially as black women, I feel we're really t- we're taught to like kind of like lower standards or take what we can get, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I feel like that's been changing. Let's still starting to change. Like, I feel like a lot, more women are starting to like you know really value themselves and what they have to offer and a lot of women you know have more autonomy today than they did in the past right Mm -hmm. so that's creating like these new expectations for what we have of our romantic partners and so I I personally think that like what we're seeing with like the rise of people like Kevin Samuels and other similar platforms is a response to the changing expectations women have. Mm-hmm. 
we are like, you know, get like, you know, having our own careers and like are able to like do things on our own and take care of ourselves. And now we have these changed expectations for men, right? They don't have, you know, they don't have this unfettered access to us. Like they may have had like 50 years ago. And I think mm-hmm. like that messes with a lot of dudes because I feel like a lot of dudes oh, are taught sure. that like, all you have to do is wash your ass and have a job. <laughs> like, it's true though. It's true. Wash your ass, have a job, and like that's it. Like the woman will come. Literally, like I, I think I might have said this in a previous episode, but I did date someone who was just kind of taught that all he really had to do was just present himself well and like have his job, right? Because he was a pharmacist. And the woman will come. Like that's what his parents taught him. Right. And, and to me, it was just kind of like what you know like Mm -hmm. it's like these days like that's that's not all it's gonna really take Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that the people that are in his audience at least a portion of it are kind of resenting this changing dynamics like would would you agree with that or do you think I'm like off the mark no I think so I very much like to to use a more like I would say like strong um example I very much feel like it's like white privilege Mm. and like how people make saying that uh like abolishing white privilege would not mean that people do not become great it means that everyone can be great but people don't want to hear that like they Mm. only hear they only hear you're taking something from me right if they're benefiting which men are right because they tend to you know you, you get to have this great woman and you don't have to do any work you don't have to do any emotional work you just have to work which work is hard but let's be honest, <laughs> right? People work a job, like you work a job. It's it's like life. But right. So I think it's like that, which feeds into fear, right? Like your first thing is fear, which causes people to do like the crazy racist stuff they do when I'm talking about in the context of white privilege, right? So now in the context of this, my fear is to my fear is pushing me to go against it instead of seeing what I can gain. Right. So, like for example, with this pharmacist person, let's say he has two choices. He could say, wow, what my parents taught me was wrong. And let me work on myself. Let me work on my EQ, emotional um, intelligence, right? Let me work on that. Uh, let me work on what I want. Like, what kind of women do I want to date? Because people have been telling me what I should be and who I want to date my whole life. What do, who do I want to be with? And like, what kind of partner I want to be? What kind of father if you want to have kids, right? Like, what kind of everything do I want to be? What kind of person? So if you eliminated that, like if you took away that privilege, you're, you're, you're opening the world to explore like how great you could be as a person. But instead, or the second option, and what uh, some people choose is to say, no, I'm going to fight against this because you're telling me who I am as a person sucks. And I already kind of feel that way about myself because no woman is dating me. And I'm assuming that it's all of them. And I won't explore that it might be <laughs> me and that I'm not bringing anything to the table. Although people have been telling me my whole life that I'm a king just because I've been born with a penis and mm. identify as a man and yada, yada. Right. And I think that that's really all of this is really fear because men are like, oh, but if I have to do more work, what does that mean? But they don't see the benefit in what doing some emotional, even a little bit, just a little bit <laughs> of emotional work would change your life. Because mm-hmm. I very often talk to men who are like emotionally stunted and are working on it now. And okay. they're like, man, this is hard to do at this age, one. And two, also like, I wish I had done this before because now I'm looking back at all of these situations where I really could have been 
with someone I really wanted or I could have had an opportunity I wanted but I let my pride get in the way and all of this stupid stuff like and it's like wow like I haven't cried in years and now I feel better like things like that like and I'm a crybaby so it's hard when I hear someone doesn't cry I don't think everyone's a often crying and that's okay that's your journey but I'm just like you haven't cried in years like I cry when I watch like YouTube videos and things like that so to me I'm just like wow like and it's just like look at the world that can be open for you when you decide when you really focus on like instead of your gender your person who am I the human and what that means for me instead of what everyone's been telling me my whole life does that make sense no that makes perfect sense it's like viewing yourself as a person outside of your privilege so I feel like like the the summary of what like you're trying to get at because like when you have like when you have this privilege and you're kind of viewing yourself in that context you kind of like for you kind of you don't get to become like a whole person right and mm-hmm. then it's also it kind of creates like the sense of entitlement over like how you access and view the world so I think mm-hmm. so I think I get what you're saying in terms of like kind mm-hmm. of equating it to like you know white privilege because it's like the same yeah. type of it's the same type of concept like it's it's fear right it's like mm-hmm. especially if like you're a man it's like you have this privilege and it's like you feel you, you see these changing dynamics and it's like I can imagine as someone who's always had this privilege it can be scary to like mm-hmm. see like how things are changing and have and see how it's like literally impacting like your your day-to-day life or at least like your dating life yeah and how do you feel when your whole life you just been like you think you're good but you really been mediocre you know how scary that is <laughs> to wake up one day and be mediocre <laughs> and be seen and like realize that you are mediocre or that people see you as mediocre that's so shifting and again it's like kind of fright flight fright freeze like what do I do like you could choose to say like okay maybe I am mediocre let me explore that or I'm not going to do anything about it I'm just going to ignore it and do what I'm doing or I do the complete opposite and turn into an incel and here we are right you know yeah yeah, and I think going the insult path is to me. I think that's very intellectually lazy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a very lazy path to 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 go down. Like I would really, I would really hope and encourage people to kind of really like dig inside themselves, even though like that is hard to do. I'd really hope that they would be able to like unpack like a lot of like the issues that they have with like themselves in regards in relation to like dating and and women, and so. Yeah, you know, for you guys listening out there, I kind of, I really hope that at least what you've taken away from today is like kind of to really assess like like the type of content that you're consuming from these people to also find empowerment in yourself. You know, it's like, you don't need, you don't need like these outside sources telling you what is and isn't valuable. Because at the end of the day, it's like, there's always going to be someone telling you you're not worthy for some reason. So there's no point. There's no mm-hmm. point. I would say, um, and going with what you're saying, when dating, I'm not the expert, y'all. I'm single as a dollar bill and I'm okay with that. But I'm not the expert. But I do think when you're dating, it's really important to just focus on like you, right? Because I think something that he touches on is like, oh, like, it, hey, the clock is ticking, blah, blah, blah. You have to lower your standards, blah, blah, blah. And I think in that point it's understanding yeah. like being very open like mixed singles something I've heard and I'm like yo I'm living by that for the rest of my life is mixed signals are no don't don't be wasting your time with people know what you're getting yourself into right if you date someone who's very similar to the person you've dated have the same qualities but you want them to be different 
Are you being honest with yourself? Like, just be keep it real with yourself about who you're dating, how you're going about dating them, and also yourself. Are you bringing things to the table and you want this person to be great? Like, yeah, that person might still date you, although you're not meeting their level of greatness. But do you want to be in a relationship like that? And like, just being open and honest and realistic. Don't say, oh, I want this person who's really nice. And then when a nice person comes, a true nice person, because you know, there's always those people lurking. But I, I see a real nice person. I want to date them. But when they come, you have every excuse not to date them. Explore what's going on here. And why you don't like this person in particular who supposedly has all the qualities you want. Maybe you're lying to yourself about what you really want. Mm -hmm. And that's causing you to have some trouble. So just explore yourself. Be honest with yourself at all times. And hold yourself to the highest regard. Because at the end of the day, you have you. So Mm -hmm. Let's talk about like um, cults really quick. Because before you were talking about, um, you know, he dresses a certain way he's a type of man that like these women that are calling in like want and I kind of just want to dive into that a little bit more because for me like I think that like you know social media today gives people a platform to talk about you know whatever they want right and to kind of you know, position themselves as thought leaders in whatever community that they choose to see themselves as thought leaders. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so we know that, you know, this man has positioned himself as like a thought leader in regards, he's like, he's, you know, he calls himself a dating guru, an image consultant, right? And, you know, he presents himself in that way. He has a very specific tailored image. And to me, you know, I feel like he's kind of created this cult of personality around himself where it's like, he's the authority on like dating advice for, for black women and people. Mm-hmm. And he has like a very specific rhetoric that like he, you know, that he kind of like articulates and, and spreads to like, like his followers, right? Like these concepts of high value, low value, um, you know, things related to that. Um, and I feel like because of the way he presents himself, you have, you have people that are kind of just like blindly following and like repeating like like his rhetoric, you know, and the kind of way like he like articulates himself. And so I guess my question is like, do you feel like there's like a cult of personality that kind of surrounds like him and like his image? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how, that, that's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Like, yes, in the concept of like, I think there's a call of personality to everything, especially in regards to like things that are not in person, right? Mm-hmm. Social media, like social media is its own call. No one goes on there saying like, hey, look at this bad picture of me or like, these are the bad things that I'm going through, right? Like people try to portray. It's a cultivated, it, it's in the name, right? Like it's cultivated image, cultivated content. Like I'm, I want you to see this stuff, right? So I think right. it's also that like, again, and from my knowledge, we don't know anything about this man. This man has not said anything about his past. And who he, is he married? Who is he married to? How did he meet his wife? If he's married to her, I'm assuming he's straight. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like all of these things, right? So it's like, I feel like, yes, there is a cult of personality and it brings, right? Because obviously it wouldn't bring all of these people in, right? But I also think it's just like, that's just a thing. That's always going to be a thing. That's why you have like subsets of people. This person's emo, this person's hip hop and all of that, like, the girls who go to like your like OnlyFans kind of girls who hang out with rappers, blah, 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 like all these subsets of people, right? So I think for me, I think it's created, but also emphasized. So yes, there is a call of personality, but I also think there's an opportunity to open that. And I think 
we should explore that. Like I've seen people be like, kind of like um like how you brought up. I know in the past you had a podcast and you talked about like alternative vibe girls. It's like oh, yeah. let's bring this narrative to the table that I am black, but I also like these things that people don't associate with black people naturally and yada yada, right? And like all of these things. And I feel like there's always gonna be that. And even that's a subset. Like, and it's just like we're humans, we're always gonna categorize ourselves. And we're going to want to fit in a group. Oh, this person is saying something. Also, this person is saying something that validates him for me. So all those men in the comments are probably men who don't want to explore what this change could be. So they're like, yeah, these are my people. And these people are affirming that I don't have to do that work because it's easy for me. And because these people are affirming it, now I can believe it. Again, how advice works. Usually you either want an affirmation or you want a whole different opinion. These people in the comments, they want to be affirmed. Right. Like even that woman I mentioned in the comments who said like, yeah, that's why I have a husband and kids because I did the things she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, but are you happy, sis? <laughs> like, maybe she's unhappy and he's affirming that although she's unhappy, she did the right thing by her gender and by what Most- this man said. Definitely. Most definitely. I I think that, I think you're right. I think a lot of this is confirmation bias. I think people were already biased to believe these things and that there's, I think they're specifically seeking out these types of personalities to kind of like confirm that for them. Because the thing is, it's like, he is like presenting himself in a very specific way. Like, like you just said, we don't know too much about him, right? In terms of like his like past and his upbringing, you know, there's not like a lot of context there, but it's like what he has presented is an image where it's like very prim, very proper, wealthy. He, he calls himself very like attractive. Like he, he he talks about how these young women are just throwing themselves at him, literally, I'm not, I'm not just speaking at my ass. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so because of he presents this image, I think people are going to be more inclined to listen to him. But I think that like, to like, like we said before, like to like listen to him without this context, it's like, to me, it kind of, it speaks to the insecurity. Like that woman in the comments, it's like, you were clear, to me, you were clearly insecure about like where you were at in life, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you needed him to confirm that for you because of like how he presents himself. So now you could be like, well, this man here is like very well put together and he's validating like my whole life. So I can't be doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think this is why like a lot of people flock to him because he's saying the things that they wish that they could say in the way he's saying it and present themselves in that same way. He's like their avatar. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> essentially, mm-hmm. essentially. And I just, I don't know. I, I, just think, I just think it's really, really sad because it's like mm-hmm. you, you want to be able to say th- th- that and be respected in the same way. But, you know, people probably won't take you seriously because maybe you're not like pre- maybe you're not presenting yourself like in that same way. And mm-hmm. I think this is like where like the the cult of personality comes in because you can now you can send like, your these videos to like, your friends and be like, well, this man who presents this way is saying these thoughts. So obviously what he's saying must be like factual and like correct and must be worth listening to mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's sad I mean, think about donald trump mm. donald trump is not an anomaly he's not this like magical being who came out of nowhere donald trump is the representative of racism that is extremely pervasive in our world but now he has a platform and people felt like yes someone said it Someone said it, I can, and then this person has a platform, so now I could just jump on. Like, I've been waiting for someone to say this. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but I like to think 
again, being the realistic optimist, I like to think that I rather that person, not saying that I wanted Trump to be out there, but it's like, I think him coming out created a great opportunity to say, okay, now we all can't pretend this wasn't happening. Yeah. Now, now what are we doing? Right. That gave people very much an opportunity to say like, okay, now we see it. Now y'all all needed a sign because nobody believed it when we just talked about it. You come, some people really have to see it to believe it. Like Ripley's believe it or not. Right? <laughs> you have to see it to believe it. But now that has, thankfully that has opened the door to action because now you can't deny it. It's literally right there. And I think that's also what can happen in here. Like, look at, look at this black man tearing down black women and all these black men and women in this comments and other people I want to emphasize, everybody's trash. All yeah. these people in this comments and also self-haters. That's the thing about this whole thing that really kills me and hurts my heart. Mm. It's not even that it's just that. I'm like, yo, why y'all hate yourself so much? That's sad. And that's why I really just can't, I don't know, maybe I'm being too like come together about it, but I'm just like, these people hate themselves. And that's sad. I really feel for these people. And I know what that is to hate yourself and like wanting to get out of that and being stuck in that cycle. And I'm like, damn, I just want these people to love themselves. And not, and you know, it's not even that. It's like be, also being that they're black people, it's like, yeah, I hate yourself on just a regular level, but people have been telling you to hate yourself your whole life too. And that's what really kills me. I'm like, yo, I just, I, I want y'all to be ripped of the shackles of like this like mentality that you have to hate yourself to be a good person. Or that is, there's this concept of winning. Like, oh, if I don't have this, I'm not winning. If I don't have this, I'm not winning. What is winning to you? What makes you happy? Why are you allowing this man to tell you what will make you happy? Yeah, he might not want to date you, but there might be another man who is powerful and has all this stuff who wants to date you. And maybe the, the pickings are slimmer, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. But because you hate yourself so much, you really are just willing to be like, okay, you're, like you're right. already It's like you're already setting yourself up for failure. Like I, I there was yeah. one video where he was literally saying like, we don't discuss like winning in terms of dating. We, we discuss winning in terms of marriage. So if you're not, so if it's not marriage, you're losing. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, and it's just like, to me, it's just kind of like, how could you like really take that in and like you know really internalize that to be like fact you know or like or like value so yeah and I just I really think I think it's also I think I also don't blame people for like you know being like having self-hate because it's hard it's hard in like a society like this that wants us to hate ourselves and it's constantly giving us messages to hate ourselves to like not like do that you kind of you have to actively remove yourself from like spaces like mm-hmm. that, you know and avoid things like that which I you know depending on where you're at it could be like it could be hard but I don't know I think I that I really hope that like like the people that are in those communities can like find it within themselves to be more introspective when it comes mm. to these types of concepts so that they like aren't like susceptible as susceptible to these types of messaging because at the end of the day I feel like when you're like happy with yourself and like you have some type of peace within yourself you like you don't really like go to these types of platforms you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I don't know how gotten my recommended truly <laughs> like you I really that don't. You up. I'm telling you yo it just popped up I don't know why it just popped up mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like I feel like you know if you're in a space where it's you're, you're comfortable and you're at peace with yourself I don't think you, you would really be like going to these online platforms to get like validation to, to mm-hmm. you know from someone to tell you that you're worthy that's the thing like again I really think it's like the focus on our smaller community if I grew up in a community where 
body image, right? Let's say there was this like one city and I grew up there, like the city that doesn't exist. So I grew up in that city. Now all people cared about was body image. Now all I ever heard my whole life is that I have to look a certain way. And schools are dedicated to that and church is dedicated to and every aspect of my life that comes up. How am I supposed to know that that is actually not okay or healthy or helpful if I never explore outside of that space? So if I'm always in a group of people who think the same, I'm never going to think anything different because where is the challenge to think differently? Like, how do I disturb my reality when my, re- that's my reality. That's my truth. And if something doesn't come to disrupt it and I'm not open to the disruption, then how am I supposed to change? And that's what I worry about is like, obviously if I stick in this community, that's how incels become incels, right? Cause they start with little things or all right people and all of that stuff, right? They start with one video and then they get sucked in and sucked in and sucked in. And be, if they never get any other things in there, they end up being in this place and not even realizing that they're there. And then when they're challenged, some people are so deep in it that they see it more as a personal attack instead of you being like, girl, like Molly, you and danger, or what is it? Molly, you and danger, girl. Like I'm trying to, <laughs> like, you know, I feel for you. Like you're stuck. You're in the, what is it? The sunken place. Like, mm-hmm. and it's sad. Well, I guess it's hard because like you can't disturb if you don't know it needs disturbing. You know what I mean? You can't disturb your reality if you don't know your reality needs to be disturbed. But Mm -hmm. I would say like kind of like assess like how like you're feeling, you know, like I think that's the only metric you can really go by in that case. Because I feel like if you're feeling like your reality and your experience is making you feel like shit all the time then it's kind of like then I think that's when you need to assess like what's causing what's disturbing my reality so mm-hmm. I think that's why for me it's like but this isn't also to say like you know anything that little any little thing that makes you uncomfortable must not be for you I think it's, mm-hmm. it's to be it's to kind of like really think about like what's making me feel like bad at myself about myself like how do I feel about this like how important is this to me and like, what do I need to do to change my situation so I don't feel bad about myself, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so I think that like, you know, for the people and like the audience that's following this and like the, like the Black women that are calling in, it's like, I think it's like, I would hope that they, once they finish the call, like I hope that they're able to like sit with themselves and kind of like understand like how they feel. And for the women that are following that, like when you leave those videos and you're done, right like how like how are you feeling you know like gen like genuinely yeah i agree about the content yeah so i think that's the only way you can kind of combat something like that because i think for you and i i think we're both blessed to be in spaces where you know people are very affirming towards us and i think we leave our interactions feeling like very good like i know whenever i'm done talking to you i feel like my brain is opened up especially after this conversation and i just feel like so good because it's like i know i had a good interaction with you you know so you know i hope that people that are consuming this can also like figure out like how how do they feel after leaving like this interaction between them and like the platform they're engaging with and i think that's like where i'm gonna end for now but i really really enjoyed this conversation and i've enjoyed having you on t did you want to say anything else no thank you for having me thanks for being a great friend and yeah i think you make your last points are really good so i want to leave on that 
Okay, awesome. Well, and I know you don't have any social media, so. <laughs> now, if you want to find, if you see me in the street, you can say hi. Please say what you're saying because I'm very, I have high anxiety. So please approach me like a bear in the woods, okay? Um, but yeah, uh, I don't have any social media. Just take care of each other. Try to be a better person and let's love each other more because this world is hard enough. Let's stop being our own worst enemy. Yes. Um, so yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's it for today, you guys. So thank you again for joining me on the podcast. Again, if you guys want to follow me, this podcast is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, and Google, and will soon be coming to YouTube. So please follow me wherever you get your podcasts. And I will be talking to you guys soon. I have so many other interesting topics lined up, specifically pertaining to K-pop. So be on the lookout. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.